Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2 and 12 through 19. I love the Lord, because she has heard my voice and my supplications. Because she inclined her ear to me, therefore I will call on her as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all this bounty, all her bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will repay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all her people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of her faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will repay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all her people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Exodus Chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If the household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat of it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17 and 31 through 35. And before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with a towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, 
Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, Only one who is bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe, he had returned to the table and said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for this is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set for you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. For if you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Good morning and welcome to Thursday of Holy Week, also known as Monday Thursday. Uh, I can't remember where the Monday part comes from, but uh, this is the day that Jesus has his last supper, the Passover meal. Or, I'm sorry, actually, the prelude to the Passover meal. The Passover meal would have been Friday. Um, and in the reading from John, and only John, um, it's the only place where it appears, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples and say, unless you do this, um, uh, you know, or, well, he tells Peter, um, unless you let me do this to you, you have no share in me. Because um, Jesus insists that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So he has to put himself below them in order to be lifted up. And so Peter is saying, no, I'm not going to let you. He's like trying this, you know, humility competition with Jesus. Probably not intentionally, but um, that's what I sense is going on there is like, and I don't think it's, I don't think he's being quiet. I think Peter really loves Jesus and believes him. Um, and is troubled by what he's saying, and he thinks, no, like, you are above me. I should be washing your feet. And he kind of hems and haws, and he says, okay, well, then don't wash just my feet. Wash all of me, because, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not okay. And it's evoking a baptism, a mikvah, which is this new ritual that had been uh, popularized right around Jesus' lifetime, where new converts were were washed, baptized, and mikvahs were something that the priests did as they prepared to do sacrifices as part of those rites. Um, but it wasn't as common for the common people, right, to to wash their hands, at least not ritualistically, and certainly not their whole bodies. But it became popular, um, and so Jesus washing their their feet, he says, "Well, you've already been washed. You've already been baptized." People who've washed only need to wash their feet because as soon as you get out of the tub, your feet are dirty. 
um, you know, there's always going to be little mistakes that you make. Um, and there's always going to be a reason to think about how you need to purify yourself from sin. Um, and uh, I think that can be kind of taken out of, taken to, you know, an extreme degree, but um, it's true. There's always little things that we could do better. Um, there's always something that we've screwed up and we owe someone an apology. Um, and what Jesus does is he takes the the position, the status of that person against whom we've sinned and says, I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to um, symbolically you know, purify you of sin. You know, this e- evocation of, of baptism, which he doesn't make. Peter says, you know, wash all of me. And I don't think he's really getting Jesus's point. I don't know that Jesus intended to evoke baptism, but simply, you know, something that servants do to masters. Um, and Jesus is becoming the servant, um, the ultimate servant. Not only will he wash their feet, but he'll also um, take all the punishment that the community has to offer. Um, and that brings me to Good Friday. Um, I won't be recording for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, but I will be back Monday. And on Monday, it will be my f- 800th episode of First Formation. I want you to check the show notes because there'll be a surprise in there for my loyal listeners. Um, but I also want to talk about Good Friday because I will probably post the audio. Do I have the audio? Yeah, yeah. Of this this poem I, I wrote, for lack of a better word. Um, but also to observe that Good Friday is a totally unique holiday. Um, I think it is a holiday. Um, it is, it falls on Passover when God passed over the houses of those who had a horror show on their, on their door. Um, but if you, if you listen closely, God, the angel of the Lord doesn't have some psychic powers. He is going to look and whoever doesn't have a horror show on their house is going to get one inside their house. Um, both Egyptian and Israelite, if you're not listening, if you're not in the know, if you haven't gotten the message, you will lose your firstborn child. Um, and the same is true of the livestock. Um, and so the the passing over of us being spared, uh, the consequences of sin, even other people's sins, I suppose, in Passover, is the the calendar time when Easter takes place, when Good Friday takes place. But in also taking away the sins, being the slaughtered calf, in Exodus it can be a baby sheep or baby goat. Um, it says lamb, but in, in English it's probably better to say calf. It's just a young animal. Um, the calf could be a sheep or a goat at Passover. But the, the sacrifice who takes away the sins of the world is Yom Kippur, which happens once a year, six months um, difference from uh, Passover. It's the exact opposite of the the year if it were a circle. Um, and so Passover begins the year, and atonement, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, um, is in the middle of the year when two goats, one is the goat of God, is slaughtered, and the other goat for Azazel, the escape goat, 
is um, let go after being, uh, after receiving all the sins of the people through the blood of God's goat that, um, that would be placed upon his head. And so in that sense, Jesus is also these two goats in one. Um, he takes that sin and he also carries it away. In Yom Kippur, only one goat could do each thing. One goat was slaughtered um, uh, for the sins, and then the second goat was let go and wandered off into the wilderness with the sins um, in the blood of the first la- of the first goat uh, that was all over its head from the priest's uh, ritual. And so, Good Friday is a blending of Yom Kippur and um, and Passover, and <clears throat> it's something unique to Christianity. Um, you know, this <clears throat> this blending of of rituals and symbols. Um, now, Last Supper was not the Passover cedar. Jesus was literally the Passover lamb when he died at the time of afternoon prayer on a on a Friday, on Passover Friday. Um, and so we don't eat him. At least we we didn't eat his his body, they brought it down, but that is why we eat Jesus' body um, in remembrance of the Passover lamb. Um, because he is the Paschal sacrifice. He is the one who dies for our sins, and he is the one who takes our sins away. Um, and so Good Friday is good because of those things that occur uh, for our community, the sins that are taken away. But it will be difficult to watch and will be difficult to listen to if you're a soldier or a veteran um, because we typically read from John and John has got a little bit of anti-military bias in him, I think. Um, But I encourage you to not rush to Easter but to absorb all the emotional uh, and liturgical and spiritual weight of Good Friday and Holy Saturday um, and dwell in that place because it's a place that I think a lot of soldiers and veterans still dwell to this day. Um, and it takes a certain familiarity with it to be able to go to that place, to harrow hell, to conquer melancholy, um, and welcome in, welcome in Easter. A prayer in times of conflict from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, you have bound us together in a common life, Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. 
Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.